If you have, the, have a Bible with you, I'd like to um, share just a few minutes with you about what they have already so vividly portrayed. Uh, you heard the um, reference quoted, and we'll read it in Isaiah 9 and 6. They'll put it on the screen for us. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Everybody say, to us. To us. To us, a child is born, talking about Jesus, the Word made flesh. To us, a son is given. Um, I was speaking with some, some friends just, uh, I believe it was yesterday or so, a day or so ago. And uh, uh, we were talking about the blessings of the Lord and how good He's been to us this, this past year. And uh, the phrase came up to me that uh, the, the greatest gifts the Lord has given us are the people in our lives that He's joined our hearts with. And of course, the greatest of the people that He's given us is Jesus. He's the greatest one of those. But He's also given us other people. How many thank God for the gifts of the people in your life? It's easy to, to take them for granted, but it's a big mistake because life is very short. Very short. People are leaving here by the scores of thousands every day across this planet, dying and leaving here. Dying's not the end. <laughs> uh, Paul said by the Spirit to depart. Everybody say depart. depart. To depart and be with Christ is, is far better than being here. Well, uh, what is death? It's, it's not uh, the end. Death is a departure. It's just like at the airport. You got arrivals and departures. And if you could back off from the earth some distance and could see into the realm of the spirit every day, you got thousands and thousands of arrivals, births. And every day, you've got thousands and thousands of departures. And one of these days, you'll depart. And I'll depart. And that's not something to dread if you're a believer. I said, if you're a believer, that's not something to dread, actually something to look forward to. Huh? Now, you don't want to rush it because life is short enough as it is, and you're not just here biding time. I, I hear sometimes people say, what are you doing? Ah, oh, just killing time. That's a dumb thing to do because <laughs> you have such precious little of it. Precious little. What should we be doing? The Bible said, it didn't say kill time. It said redeem. Redeem the time. What does that mean? Make the best use of it. Save it. Salvage it. Hmm? Uh, you know, depending on how old you are, uh, how much time do you have left? 
Somebody said, I don't like to think about that. You better think about it because you, you're not going to be down here forever. You're not going to get up and go to work and cut the grass and clean the house and wash the clothes. And you're not going to do that forever. Who wants to? <laughs> but there is a reason why you and I were born in this time, in this season, in this generation, we are to serve God in our generation and be like Phyllis was saying, be the light to our generation that the Lord would have us to be. Don't say, oh, you know, I, I'm not a preacher or I'm not a this or I'm not, you know, I, I don't, my life doesn't matter much. It does. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate what the Lord has done. He has made no unnecessary body parts. You're important. Well, my parents said I was a surprise. Not to the Lord you weren't. <laughs> Not to him you weren't. <laughs> the devil's a liar. He's always trying to demean and devalue and despise. Don't you believe his lies? You know, the enemy will try to tell you, oh, you're not worth anything. People would be better off if you weren't even around. Somebody say lies. Lies, 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 lies. Next time the enemy tries to tell you how worthless you are, you ask him why then did the Lord pay so much to get you? <laughs> I mean, is God a, a foolish business person? Would he pay a billion dollars? For a three dollar item? No. Is he just dumb and doesn't know the value of things? <laughs> the God we serve, the Father God, paid the highest price that's ever been paid for anything throughout the universe for you. You. Come on, you need to you need to believe it. You need to say, I must be something else. I mean for God to pay. What he paid for me? The Bible said he chose you before you were born, before the foundation of the world. He knows the end from the beginning and he knew you. He knew what you'd be like. He knew even though you, you acted goofy at times and you went the wrong way too many times and you didn't even agree with him a bunch of times, he knew at some point you'd say, yes, Lord. He knew it. He knew your heart. He knew where you'd wind up. He knew that even though there are billions of people down here on this planet that don't have the time of day for him, that you would be one of the relative few who do. That you would believe in him. Come on, am I talking to anybody in here? Is that you? Come on, say, I believe in you, Lord. I believe. You would believe in him. You would love him. And you would even give him of your life to serve him and do his will and plan for your life in this earth. Hallelujah. And doing so, he will never forget it. He will never, like I said, there are billions that don't even acknowledge him, don't even believe in him. But those who do and those who serve him, he will never forget it. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. He has included you in his forever family and his eternal plan. Yes. 
You and I are going to be involved in doing things with him far, far beyond this life. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. We give gifts this time of the year. And it's appropriate in acknowledging the greatest gift that's given to us. But material gifts, as nice as they may be, they can't compare with the gift of a person. (laughs) They can't compare with the gift of a mother, a father, a child, a brother. Well, they're just like their natural family, their spiritual family too. They're spiritual fathers and mothers, spiritual brothers and sisters. Have anybody found that out? We have teams around here, teams in Sarasota. And uh, these teams are families within families. And they take care of their own. Hallelujah. Uh, The scripture talks about, you know, better is a neighbor who's near than a brother who's far off. Well, uh, these can be not just neighbors, a neighbor means nearby, somebody close by, but a spiritual brother Amen. and sister as well. And uh, these ties, these joinings last past this life. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes and other places that what God does is forever. So all of us that are joined together in these churches and ministries get used to seeing each other. <laughs> I'm expecting you're going to see a lot more of us. We're going to see a lot more of you. Even past this life. Because what God does, it's forever. Hallelujah. He thinks long term. <laughs> His plans are far, far reaching. And these people are gifts. Gifts. Do you... Uh, Can you remember the person God used to preach the gospel to you the day or night you received Jesus and were born again? Hmm? Looks like I need to give an altar call for people to get, get born again. Come on, do you remember? Come on, do you remember? Do you thank God for that man or that woman? You don't know how many times they might have been tempted to quit or not go into the ministry to start with. You don't know what things they overcame, but what you do know is on the day and the hour that you needed to hear that, they were there. Oh, come on, are you listening? They were there and they yielded to the Lord. They didn't, they weren't backslid or didn't quit God or they were there when you needed them. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you can, as you look back through your life, you see God being there for you in the persons of his people. You see people who were there for you at critical times and significant times in your life. I'm I'm thinking of individuals right now that uh, believed in me much more than I believed in me. They saw things in me I didn't see in me. They believed the Lord could use me in areas I didn't, hadn't thought about. Right. I mean, I'd looked at other people and admired them, but they told me, well, no, the Lord used you too. And I thought, huh? 
And I could tell they weren't just a talking, they really believed it. They're really, so the, when they tell me they see something there, I'm going, well, where is it at? I'm, I'm going to look too, right? And lo and behold, there were some things there. Do you thank God for people like that? Man, there's no greater gift than somebody that believes in you. Somebody that sees significant and important things in you and supports you, talks about it. There's a strength in your life. Somebody that's a comfort when you're hurt. Hmm? Somebody that God taps on the shoulder and they'll pray for you. Somebody that'll sow into your life when you needed something. When you were hurting, when you were coming up on something and the deadline was there or passed and, and uh, they were there. They were there. When you needed God, he was there through them. Can you say amen? amen? Paul talked about this. He said the Lord comfort us, comforted us through the coming of Titus on one occasion. He comforted, God comforted me, Paul. Paul said, do apostles ever need comforting? If you're human, there's some times you could use a boost. Right? No matter how strong you are, there are times you need, there have been times that uh, people that I respected and people that I, I, I knew were strong in faith, they just came and stood beside me. And I could feel it. I could feel the love. Didn't even say anything. I could feel the love. I could feel the strength. Sometimes just a, just a hand on the shoulder and look in the eye, it's going to be all right. God's brought us through other things. Right? He'll get us through this too. A strength. Is that a gift? Is that a gift? Is that a gift in your life? Well, what about you being that gift to other people? Some unbelievers don't even think about these things. And babies are only focused on themselves. Right? That's just natural. I mean, a little baby will be uncomfortable in the nighttime. What do they do? Lay there and think, I don't want to bother mommy and daddy. Do they? Mommy's probably asleep. Maybe in a day. It never crosses their mind. They're like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't feel, I'm, I'm, I'm not dry anymore. I'm, I'm not, something happened, I'm cold. Huh? I'm not warm. Something happened to the blanket. They, they, ju- they just yell. <laughs> now, sadly, you got 50-year-olds <laughs> that if something they don't like, they just yell. Some they're uncomfortable, they, they just yell. Why? Because they're babies, even though they may be in a 60-year-old body. Spiritually, they're two and a half. Right. That's right. <laughs> and we're not to judge anybody, but we should have a desire to grow up. Hmm? Grow up. How could you tell you're growing up? Well, for one thing, if you're uncomfortable, you don't just yell. That's <laughs> right. Huh? And before you start yelling and bothering other people, you look around and go, wonder what's going on with them. Do I need to even bring this up? 
Do I, and many times you'll see, no, no, they have something they're dealing with too. I don't need to bring this up. And the Lord will quicken you. Not only that, but you can be a strength to them. And he'll give you a word in due season. Apples of gold in pictures of silver. Just what they needed to hear. Is this relevant or not? A lot of you are about to see people you hadn't seen all year. Huh? Or in months, maybe years. uh. Right? Quit thinking about how uncomfortable they made you feel. And if they rubbed you the wrong way and you just yell and start crying, what does that show? You are a big old baby. (laughs) How did we get it? This is not in my notes. Adults can be uncomfortable and you never even know it. Is that right? Adults, you know, spiritual adults. People can say mean things to them and they just never quit even smiling. And it's not because they're planning revenge. Faith, strong faith in the heart of the mature believer makes you so stable and so strong. Because no matter what anybody around you does or doesn't do, you believe God's going to take care of you. Hmm? Your needs are going to be met. Even your good desires are going to be fulfilled. Right? Right? No matter what they do or don't do or who likes me or don't like me. Hmm? Faith in God delivers you from being so insecure and having your feelings on your sleeve. Getting hurt, getting bitter and holding a grudge. All of these things indicate carnality, being unspiritual. But it's wonderful. You know, the, the, when you walk in love really strong, people will think you're naive. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But you'll be so secure, you don't care. Oh, did somebody catch that or not? Did you, did you get this or not? If you walk in love real strong, like the master, like a mature believer, people will think you're naive. That's right. But because you're not full of pride, you don't care. Right. What if they think that? That's right. World still turns. Right. God's still on the throne. Right. <laughs> Somebody comes up and slaps you. Pow. You may go, what happened? What happened? You tripped on something. Your hand fell across my face. <laughs> So where'd you get all that? The scripture, Jesus talked about it. The scripture says, be simple concerning evil. Wise concerning the good. I've had people come to me before and say, Brother Keith, did you realize they were talking about you? I said, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
How do you know that? They said, they were, yes, they were. I said, nah, nah. (laughs) And I could see it in their eye. They're thinking, you are so naive. What's the point of getting mad, judging people? Because then you're going to get judged yourself. Hmm? How many believe you can be a beacon of light wherever you go? these next few days. You can come in. If they didn't bring it with them, you brought it with you. Peace, joy, love, grace, hallelujah. And just, just overlook a lot of stuff. It doesn't mean you're unspiritual. Yeah, you see it, but so what? What did the Lord tell you to do? You're focused on the things that matter. Hmm? And you can do most anything for two hours. True. Right? You can put up with almost anything. Right? Just be cool. Smile and wave. <laughs> so good to see you. So good to be here. Come on, let's practice. Turn to your neighbor and say, so good to see you. So good to be here. (laughs) And smile when you say smile. So good to see you. So good to be here. Huh? (laughs) No, they want to bring this up. Well, they want to bring that up. Well, I don't mean you have to talk about it. Change the subject. That's right. The Spirit of God will show you something that they're more interested in. Babies and spiritual babies are the same way. They have a, a, just a, a, a many, many tiny attention span. And if a child is so upset because the ice cream cone dropped and they may be wailing and you can, and they are, they are distraught. I mean, they are wailing and, and tears are flowing and their, their nose is messed up and, and they're bothering everybody. And you can just get their little bunny and go, hey, hey, look at bunny. <laughs> and sometimes they look at it and it just stops. Well, even though people might be older, you can do the same thing. <laughs> They're getting all worked up and the Lord will show you. Here, look at Bunny. Look at Bunny. (laughs) It may not be a literal Bunny, but it may be, maybe they really like football and you go, well, well, how about that team? Huh? How about that game? (laughs) Maybe they're really into cars. You go, man, I saw you got a new car. And they'll go, yeah, yeah. Got the four in the floor. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're off the subject. That's right. There's wisdom. There's grace. How did we wind up here? My, my, my. Try that. Try that with your neighbor. Look at Bunny. Look at... (laughs) 
Jesus at the well of Samaria, he said this, he said, uh, when the woman he's talking with, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that said to you, give me to drink, you'd have asked of him and he would have given you living water. Jesus is the gift of God. Jesus is the gift from heaven. He said in another place in John, I am the bread that came down from heaven. That manna was a type of that. But in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, you'll see this also. Ephesians 4 and 7, it said to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascends upon high, he led captivity and gave gifts unto men. Did you hear that phrase? He gave gifts, plural. Gifts. What, what are these gifts? Well, these gifts are other men and women. He begins listing them in verse 11. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Oh, I thank God Amen. for the gifts of Miss, Mr. Kenneth and Brother uh, uh, Miss Aretha Hagen and the gifts they were in our life and still are today. And yes. I thank God for the Copelands and yes. the Savelles and yes, the Duplantises and yeah. uh, the Ro uh, Oral Roberts and Miss Evelyn and, mm -hmm. and all of these gifts. Somebody say yes. gifts, gifts, yes. gifts, gifts. Yes. Because you didn't just hear, and, and maybe the names are different with you, but there are gifts. Yeah. And if you have no names, you need to get some names. You need to get on in here, right? And let God minister to you through whatever gifts he's joined you to, brought into your life. You, you, you don't just get teaching and preaching through these gifts. You get glimpses of God. You, you see characteristics and qualities through these gifts of God himself. Now, no man or woman has arrived at perfect Christ-likeness, but depending on their degree of development, the reason you, you want to be like a man or woman is because to some degree, they're like him. But you don't want to just look at a man or woman and make them your ultimate example. Go ahead and lift your eyes up a little higher and just go straight to the source. Hallelujah. You want to be like the master himself. But we learn about him through these gifts. Thank God for the gifts. Jesus said, him being the great gift to us, that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Him, Jesus, manifested in, in the flesh in earthly ministry recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is a revelation of who the Father is. Everything you hear Jesus say, you're hearing the Father. Everything you see Jesus do, you're seeing the Father. Somebody say a gift of God. Gift from heaven. To know God is eternal life. And that is a gift. Eternal life. Well, God has given other gifts. And through these gifts that he just mentioned, the ministry gifts, 
we see and know God. It doesn't stop there. You also are a gift. You're a gift to somebody. God intends that they see him through you. Just like we see the Father through Jesus, just like we see Jesus through apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, it is God's plan and will that you be a gift. Somebody say, I'm a gift. I'm going to give some gifts this uh, next couple of days. No, you is a gift. Somebody say, I am, I am. I am a gift. I'm a gift. I'm a gift. What is that gift? God, if, you, if you'll not just think about yourself 24-7, if you'll be aware of other people, God will give you words. God will give you actions and deeds. God will manifest through you so that there are times in your associations with friends, families, co-workers, whoever it may be, there are moments. I didn't say it was this way 24-7, but there are moments when they're hearing something from you and they're seeing you, but all at once they see Him. And they hear Him. And that is a gift beyond description. That's a gift beyond price. Somebody say, I'm a gift. I'm a gift. Put this on the screen. I'll close with this, I think. But this is a familiar verse that you hear this time of year, but uh, it never gets old. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 15, 2 Corinthians 9 15, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. That means inexpressible. The Amplified says, thanks be to God for his gift. Talking about Jesus. Precious beyond telling. His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Talking about Jesus. Why? Is this gift inexpressible? It's too big to describe because it demonstrates his love. Hallelujah. How great is his love? Well, God is love. You just said how great is God. How big is he? It's demonstrated in this gift. The Living Bible says, thank God for his son. His gift to Wonderful for words. Hallelujah. Have you received this gift? If you haven't, this morning's your morning. Hmm? How many have received the gift? I want to see you have received. Good, good, that looks good. The scripture said, unless you become converted and become like a little child, you won't receive. The things of the kingdom of God. Everybody say receive. receive. This is something little children, the little ones are the ones, little, little guys, kind of like these uh, sheep that you saw. <laughs> they have no problem receiving. Hmm? Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, a little child, you won't see a one at the tree 
with a parent trying to give them a gift and them go, oh no. I'm unworthy. I don't. <laughs> you know, I hadn't always been a, a good child. <laughs> and I didn't do some things you told me to do. And I did some things you told me not to do. And, and I, I don't deserve it. I, I can't. No. In the time it took me to say that, they have torn the paper off of three presents. <laughs> Is that right? That's true. Uh-uh. Little children are good receivers. They receive instantly. They receive without hesitation. Hmm? They receive gladly. Well, the Bible said we have to be that way or we won't enter into the kingdom of God. You got to be that way. When people try to tell me, have you received Jesus? Well, no, you know, I've, preacher, you don't know, you know, what kind of life I've lived well, if you were perfect, you wouldn't need a Savior. Right. I've had people look at me and go, yeah, but preacher, you don't know what I've done. I said, yeah, and you don't know how powerful the blood of Jesus is. That's right. It's more powerful than anything you've done. None of the things that you've done would cause you to be lost in and of themselves. But failing to receive the gift too wonderful for words would cause you to be lost. Oh, how many receivers have I got in here? Come on, I'm, huh? When the Lord gives you a gift, salvation, eternal life. Come on, help me out. How do you do it? How do you do it? Wrap, wrap the paper. You rip the paper. Is that right? Yes, sir. You don't sit there and argue and cry and say, I'm not worthy. He already knew that before he gave it to you. We all know it too. So quit, quit talking about it. I'm not worthy. Well, everybody already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't about worthy. It's a free, free, unearned, undeserved, unmerited, free gift. He gives you the Holy Spirit. Come on, help me out. What do you do? What do you do? Receive the Holy Spirit. Is that right? He gives you a healing. What do you do? Come on. Receive your healing. Huh? Gives you deliverance. You you receive it. Whatever you need and whatever he gives, be like a little child. Instantly. Immediately. Receive it. Receive it. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. Let's uh, close our eyes and lift our hearts toward the Lord. Focus on Him. If you've not received this gift too wonderful for words, the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation, the gift from heaven, please, Receive right now. There was a time every one of us somewhere, sometime, had to receive him or we we wouldn't be children of God and saved today. Everybody, somewhere, sometime, received him. I know exactly when I received him as a boy. If you're in this place this morning, you're in Sarasota, you're watching online, and you've never received the Lord as 
as your Savior. You've, you've not given your heart and life to him. Would you raise your hand right now while eyes are closed? And I, I want to pray for you. And I want to help you to receive him, receive this gift. Too wonderful for words. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I see. I see. Glory to God. Maybe you, uh, maybe you did receive the Lord years ago even. But for whatever reason, you, you, you walked away. You got away from him, went back into the world. Didn't even you know, quit praying, quit going to church, quit reading your Bible. You need to come back. You need to come home. He'll forgive you. He'll cleanse you. It can be better than it ever was if you just come back. But you must come back. If that's you, raise your hand and say, I'm coming back. <clears throat> you must receive your forgiveness. You must receive the cleansing and washing of the blood. You must receive his love and forgiveness. If that's you, raise your hand and say, I'm, I'm coming back. All you need to do is believe this prayer I'm about to lead you in, and you'll, be, you, you'll receive the gift we're talking about. Just close your eyes. Focus on the Lord. He's here. He's real. And say it out loud, Father God, I do believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus, that you sent him to die on the cross, to pay the price for all my sins, all my failures, every mistake. I believe you raised him from the dead. He's alive right now. King of kings, Lord of lords, Jesus, I confess you, my Lord, my Savior. I receive the free gift. I receive forgiveness. I receive cleansing and washing by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. Just lift your hands up. Begin to thank the Lord for hearing that prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 